Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink. Merry Christmas and happy, bir- uh, happy birthday. Yeah, happy New Year, everybody. I'm Mike Macknick with John Lee. The score here at the end of the first period. It's Denver 1, Merrimack nothing. Tonight's first intermission break is brought to you by Fuddruckers. They're an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and in Salem, New Hampshire. Well, again, Denver leading Merrimack 1 to nothing. Uh, uh, Merrimack alum Jim Beasy joins us here in the first intermission. And, uh, Jim, as we were just saying off the air, uh, pretty good even overall period. And, uh, you know, given the way that Merrimack's trying to get back to basics here, I guess, and especially, uh, you know, trying to clamp down on things. I thought they didn't give Denver a whole lot of room to operate out there. So, overall, a successful period for the Warriors. Yes, I mean, one unfortunate on the first shift, it was a bad break, a bad bounce. And uh, the guy from Denver ripped one top shelf where there was some traffic in front. And the goalie never saw it. But after that, it was an even period. I know that uh, Babcock's uh, on their top line, and they're doing a pretty good job on them uh, in there. And Merrimack's competing very hard against one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, and again, that's a key, I think, you know, especially when you look at, you know, Merrimack the last few games before the break was having trouble with giving up a, a lot of goals, especially in that first period, falling behind and then, you know, giving up to uh, some good teams like Providence, Northeastern, and so on, uh, you know, which we know in pretty good clubs, you know, can score some goals as it is. But, uh, you know... I guess when they say, you know, back to basics, whatever, you know, what does that mean? What what did they need to do here to try to, I guess, you know, turn the tide in that area? Well, with a new coach and everything else, when they, you know, with anything went back to basics, basically back to teaching in-zone coverage, man-on-man battle practices. I'm sure Coach Borick had them practicing one-on-one battles in-zone because I seen them early in the year and I thought they competed like that. You know, I didn't see the late games before the break, but uh, tonight they're out there competing one-on-one battles all over the ice and, you know, Coach Borick knows what it takes. He's been around the game a long time, and it's tough for a year that is rebuilding year. He's coming in and hiring a lot of guys and stuff, but uh, I give guys like uh, Babcock and those guys that are seniors credit playing hard for them. Uh, interesting story here. You know, we've been talking about it. The Carl brothers going up against each other. David, the youngest coach in Division One, going up against his brother, Alex, who's five years younger than him, uh, a senior assistant captain and defenseman for uh, Merrimack. Never seen this happen before. It hasn't happened before. You know, it's got to be an unusual situation like that where David had to retire as young as he was for the two brothers to be able to go up against each other. But, uh, you know, I guess it's history tonight. It's, it's kind of an interesting story. Yeah, it's, it definitely could be history. But uh, I tell you one thing, there's a lot of bragging rights involved in that family. So this game means a lot for both of them. That was one of the things I said. You know, and the older brother, Matt, of course, had a great career in the pros and uh, won the Hobie Baker Award and a couple of national titles for Denver. But, uh, you know, they're all in town tonight. We hear the whole family's here. So you got to figure, you know, Alex would love to score, you know, against David. Uh, David was on the short end of it last year as an assistant for Denver when Alex and his Merrimack club came in and won. So, you know, i, I got to think that... And, and David told us before the game about how competitive that, that they are within the family, the three brothers. And it only ratchets up another level here, I would think. Of course. you got three brothers all played hockey. You know the mother and father involved. They're trying to stay neutral, but <laughs> it's tough to do. I mean, we're in Merrimack, so I'd say the parents are rooting for Merrimack tonight. I was going to say, the, the parents are all set either way, right? You Either way, you win. You win, but uh, I don't know. You also lose. Uh, you want your kid to <laughs> score. You want your kid to score, maybe a hat trick and... Uh, Merrimack and Denver tie. <laughs> uh, you know, give us your thoughts on Denver. I should mention, uh, you know, Jim's also scouting with the Toronto Maple Leafs again. And, uh, you know, so I'm sure you're keeping an eye on some of the guys out there. Uh, Denver peren- perennially a good club, a terrific club. They are rebuilding to a certain extent this year because not only uh, did David take over from Jim Montgomery, who went on to the Dallas Stars, but they 
had so many good players uh, graduate or, or, you know, turn pro, as the case may be. Dylan Gambrell had a great career for them. Henrik Borgstrom in just a couple of years. Troy Terry was outstanding for them, you know, in his career there. Uh, you know, terrific players that they had. And, you know, it's tough to, to find guys to replace those, but they've been able to do that to a certain extent this year. You know, losing Montgomery was a big hit for the program, but, uh, you know, he made his mark at Denver in a short time there. He was one of the, probably one of the two, three best coaches in college hockey. I like Rick Bennett, David Quinn. They're all up there. And the guy from Providence, I think, is a hell of a coach, too. And, um, you know, he come in there, but with Denver and those guys like that, they draw a lot of our talent. Now, it's not the old days where you're going to see a lot of guys doing four four years. You know, it's almost like a breeding ground for the National Hockey League. These top-end college players are gone. For one, two years, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, what jumps out at you from Denver? Excuse me? Uh, well, you know, watching Denver here, uh, you know, it's the first time we've seen them live this year. Maybe you too. Uh, what jumps out at you about them? It's the first time I've seen them live here too, but uh, I just like the way they have so much skill on East Line, and they keep on coming. They play a heavy game. Yeah. You know, they throw pucks to the net like that, and, uh, you know, I thought they got a little bogged up in, in Merrimack in this barn here, and I think Merrimack can take advantage in this building. Hey, let me ask you a question, because I'm pretty sure that the, uh, the, the ice surface is the same dimensions as when you played here. Is it 200 by 85? Some people come in here and they say they think it's a little smaller. You know, what, what, what's the truth here? I really always thought it was small. I love playing here. I mean, you look at the corners and stuff, there's not much room in there. You know, for a guy like me, this was a perfect building. I used to like this rink and not the Eastern's rink. You know, I really think this, that it's a little smaller. I really do. But who am I? <laughs> and Northeastern went and, uh, and made their rink a little bigger over the years, so it's actually it was a lot smaller when you played. I think it was a lot closer to the dimensions of the old uh, Boston Garden. I think they changed after 1988. Yeah. They remember that. I wonder why, right? I wonder why. <laughs> hey, uh, tell us how the boys are doing. Uh, you know, first of all, uh, you know Jimmy won the Hobie a couple of years ago with the with the Rangers. How's he doing? Good, good. Uh, you know, he's home for break. My both boys were home, so it's great to see them at Christmas. And they both had to leave the day after Christmas, so it was quick break but it was good to get home I, I remember when I played I got home Christmas Eve I left Christmas night you know what I mean <laughs> not not much of a break but with all the rules and stuff like that so Jimmy scored last night his 10th goal you know playing at the Rangers he's on a pretty good season he got a point almost every other game and uh Hey, he's in the National Hockey League. What else is there to complain about? And how about Nolan? How's he doing? Nolan was in the American Hockey League. He played four games there. He had a point. He got sent down to the East Coast, but I think he's on his way back. Up. So your son's playing uh, for another hockey East guy, David Quinn. How's that experience been for him? My son really likes uh, playing for Coach Quinn. There's some familiarity there because Quinn knew who Jimmy was, so that helps in the National Hockey League. Because a lot of these coaches come in, they have their guys, they know him from juniors, whatever, so it's nice to have a little familiarity. So he's playing a lot of minutes, and uh, you know he's killing penalties. <laughs> you know, Merrimack might not have put the number of guys in the NHL as like Denver, but there's still always been these guys throughout the year, not the years, and now you've got a couple guys at the same time there, um, you know, recent graduates, as the case may be, Brett Sini's playing with the Devils, he played at the Bruins last night, uh, you've got Colin Delia in goal, he got called up for Chicago, he's been lights out for them, and it looks like he, he may be playing in the Winter Classic on New Year's Day. Uh, you had a chance to, to see either of these guys, and how are they doing? Yes, I think they're both playing real well. It just goes to tell you, you play college hockey at a high level, you've got a chance to play in the National Hockey League. You might have to start in the coast, you might have to start in the American Hockey League, but if you keep on playing well and you've been successful and you can skate, you can play in the, in the National Hockey League. So any of these guys out there think, oh, my career's not there, if you can skate and you can compete and you have some heart and you want to do it, there's two perfect examples right there, and they're both playing well. They're, they're, not, they're not out of place at all. 
Let me ask you, uh, so Brett Senior, I know I realize he's, uh, to a certain extent, the low guy in the totem pole, whatever. He's not playing, he's not getting the kind of minutes that other guys are going to. I, I know that's not going to happen, but is he still better off getting like nine or ten minutes a night there, you know, uh, with the Devils as opposed to maybe playing a regular shift there in, uh, in the A? Well, I'll tell you, every two weeks on Thursday, he is better <laughs> off. <laughs> but as a competitor, you want to play all the time. But yeah. I'm sure Ray Shero um, and Tommy Fitzgerald is the GMs and uh, their coach knows what they have in there. The kid shows up and competes. Might be a small guy in stature, but he plays big. And teams have seen that throughout the whole league. Scouts see that. So he's making a name for himself. You know, I'll tell you, again, you're talking about it because, like, you know, I stand next to him and I'm like the same size as him, right? I mean, I'm not a big guy either. But, uh, you know, you talk about the compete level that he has. And, you know, and Mark Denny would always say it, you know, night in and night out about his compete level. And, and you know, and we could see it to a certain extent here. And then you watch it in the NHL and it's like, wow, he's almost taking it to another level. He had that, there was the video with him and Ken Danico. You probably saw that too, right? Where he showed, and I had never thought of it this way before, but he's talking about when he goes in the corner, you know, he's going up against the, against the guy that might be, you know, have a, have a foot on him or whatever, whatever size wise. And he just does a sneaky little thing that, you know, bump the guy and get him off his balance. And all of a sudden he's walking off of the puck. Don't have to say any more than Johnny Goodrow with the size thing in the NHL. Yeah. They're special. Those small guys that compete and have moves and stuff like that, you can't catch them. Mitch Minor, Johnny Goodrow, it says right there. All right, Jim, thanks a lot. We certainly appreciate your time. Hey, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, and best of luck again to uh, to Jimmy and Nolan. We'll keep an eye, eye on them as well, and, and we'll talk to you again down the road. Hey, thanks for having me, guys, uh, and best of luck to Merrimack Hockey. All right, that's Jim Vesey, our guest here in the first intermission. The score is Denver 1, Merrimack nothing. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.